Welcome into the final half hour of the show on this Friday. Hopefully everybody's getting ready for a good weekend ahead. It's a busy weekend of sports, of course. Later tonight here on KHDK, we still have Kings basketball coming your way at the bottom of the hour. It is game night. Scott Marsh, the high flyer, Henry Turner will have that. 6.30, I'm back with Henry. And, of course, the G-Man has the call tonight of the Kings and the Toronto Raptors. I never say must win, but, man, you you got to turn this in a better direction after what we've all said countless times has been an extremely disappointing road trip that the Kings just came off of. So what will the Kings' reaction be? How will they uh, go off of the uh, impassioned postgame speech by Tristan Thompson? I think we're all anxious to see how they perform tonight. And it's the front end of a back-to-back. Tomorrow they also are right back at the arena against the Utah Jazz in a four-game homestand that also sees Philly and Portland all uh, coming through Sacramento. Hey, it's time to get a new mattress. Shop local at Sleep First. As we mentioned, leaving the last part of the show, man, man, I'm so excited for the Causeway Classic. As someone that has, I would say, uh, been lucky enough and privileged enough to be a student at UC Davis and to watch the game as a fan, to work the game. I've worked the game as a sideline reporter for UC Davis as a broadcaster for UC Davis, and the better part of 25 years now as the uh, radio voice, one of the voices of the Sacramento State football. I love this game. I absolutely love it. I love it even more now because, you know, for years, UC Davis was Division Two, and Sacramento State had moved up. And at that point, you know, Sacramento State had all sorts of trouble with UC Davis uh, when they were even a, a different level. Then I incredibly loved it more when they moved into the big sky together. So now you've got common opponents and you're playing for league titles. And then the fact that the game is at the end. That's always been the best because as someone that has worked for the Hornets for so long, uh, when your rivalry game is in week three or week four and you have a down season and you lose that game, Man, it's tough to get through the rest of the season. But even if you're having a bad season and you have the rivalry game at the very end, you know what can make your season. Whoever your rival is. You know, it's rivalry weekend in some of the games. I'm a lifelong UCLA fan, and they're not having the greatest season. But if you beat USC, it makes your year. And it's at the basically at the end of the year. I know they still play Cal another week after this. But the point being, when you have the rivalry game at the end, it's great. And what I've maintained and what I've said about this particular rivalry is this is the best game I've ever seen going in. I don't know how the game will play out tomorrow, but you have two teams that are ranked in the top 11. UC Davis is 10. Sacramento State is 11. That's the ranking. Both have a chance to be seeded teams in the playoffs when they begin on next week, but the selection show is Sunday, and 24 teams make the postseason in the FCS. Both these teams are going. They're in no matter what happens on Saturday. The question is, where will they be seeded? Top eight get a bye and will host in week two. Teams nine through, what is that, 16 will host on opening weekend against teams that are 17 through 24. So after the first weekend, it's already down to 16, and I believe the winner will be in that top eight. Loser, we're going to have to wait and see, but likely hosting in week one. So there's a lot on the line for this game. And even before we get to our coaches, we told you we're going to hear from Coach Hawkins. We're going to hear from Coach Troy Taylor. We also have the crossover coming up here in just a few moments. But one last chance today. We've been giving away tickets all week. This is for the Causeway of Basketball. One last time here. Call 1-800-920-1140 right now. 1-800-920-1140. And you can win a four-pack of tickets to see Sacramento State take on UC Davis in basketball. That's a Golden One Center next Tuesday. November 23rd. For tickets and more information, visit cage2k.com. Again, dial 
1140. But yes, I'm so excited for this game. Both teams are good. Both teams are eight and two. Um, I would say UC Davis was playing better earlier in the season. That's kind of irrelevant tomorrow. Sacramento State seems to be peaking right now, but it's one game. It's a rivalry game. And the fact that both know that Saturday isn't their final day makes it even more interesting to me because both are going to be in the playoffs. And really the winner will be in a better position seeding-wise, but the losing team could go farther in the playoffs. There's there's so much more ahead, potentially, for both teams. But to see for the third consecutive time the Causeway has played that one of the teams is playing for the Big Sky Championship tells me how far these programs have come. In 2018, the Aggies played for the title and won against the Hornets in Reno. It wasn't a head-to-head, the winner you know, wins the title, but the uh, Hornets didn't have a great season. Aggies did. They won the Big Sky title. They moved on to the playoffs. In 2019, Troy Taylor's first year at Sacramento State, the Hornets were playing for the Big Sky title. They won, beat the Aggies in the Causeway. They went on to the playoffs, and they won the Big Sky Conference. And that's what's at stake this weekend. And tomorrow is if a Sacramento State Hornets team goes across the Causeway and wins, they will at least guarantee a share of the Big Sky title with Montana State or have sole possession. So for three consecutive causeways, someone of the two teams is playing for the Big Sky title, and that tells you how both of these programs have gone. And kind of with that said, let's catch up with the coaches. We're going to start here first with the head coach of UC Davis, the home team this week, Dan Hawkins. They are 8-2. and two. Coach has done a great job there with this program, as we mentioned, making the playoffs in 2018. They're going to make it again this week. But, Coach, I'm going to start with something going back first to last week. Eastern Washington. I'm calling the game at Sacramento State, and I'm watching you guys play, and I can't believe what I'm watching. The fourth quarter fog and second half fog was incredible, made visibility really tough to see. So how wild was that game for you as a coach on the sidelines trying to navigate the game through all that fog? Yeah, it actually wasn't that bad when you're on the field. Yeah, I know it's hard when you're sitting on stands or you're trying to get some sort of camera action, but when you're on the field, it wasn't actually that bad. That's good. Well, and, and now you're here to this point. I want to ask you about the, the collective, the season, before we get into the causeway. You're ranked all year, basically. You had the breakout win at the beginning of the year, a great season, 8-2. and two. What gives you the most joy when you think about this season to, to date? Well, you just have so many young people going through so many things. I mean, it's not, a, it's not unusual for, for any coach, really, but you just go through a lot of highs and lows, and it's and it's tough, and it's a lot of hard work, and guys work through injuries and ups and downs, and that's that's part of the journey, and that's that's part of why you do it is for the education and development of these guys, and you're just proud of them for just hanging in there and, and fighting a good fight along the way. Well, and for you, injuries, I mean, it happens. It obviously happens in football, but at your most important position to have Hunter Rodriguez, you've had Miles Hastings, you've played uh, Thompson at QB. You've you've had to do a lot of different juggling there. How how much of a challenge has that been? But also, you're still getting good results. Yeah, we talk about contributors. It's not really about starters. It's about trying to get everybody involved and figure out what they do and do well and get them into that position. And so, yeah, as you mentioned, that that is football. And so everybody's young, thin, and beat up. And but so we you got to be really good teachers and get reps and develop guys and have guys ready to go mentally and physically because those things happen. And, you know, we feel like we have a good roster and we've had other guys be able to, to step up and play well. And I know when you got here, I mean, that one of the things you – it's important to any program. It's recruiting. So now the just the whole thought of, of recruiting and, and keep getting the hits because then you can you can handle injuries at every position. 
Yeah, and that that's it. You just have to have depth, and uh, you have to have dependable depth, and those are guys that can step in and know what they're doing. And again, that's that's part of anybody's roster. If you don't have that, you you kind of have a fragile football team. Talking with uh, Coach Hawkins over at UC Davis. Now you're you're the rare breed here where you played in the game. You're now coaching in the cause. We've done it a couple times. Uh, what what's just the rivalry when you hear Sacramento State UC Davis as a player and now as a coach? What's it mean to you? Well, yeah, it's obviously it's always a big game, and you know Troy's doing a great job over there, and uh, they they've really done well and done a nice job, and and shoot, certainly had the upper hand on us since since I've been here. But uh, yeah, it, it's kind of cool to see both programs playing very good football, and Troy's a class guy and a good coach, and so that's a good thing too. I've always said, Coach, here just on this show, being in this area for so long. It's great when UC Davis is good. It's great when Sacramento State's good. This is great for the region, for high school football, for everybody. There's just to keep this going. The Big Sky's a really good traditional conference, but now you two, your two programs are, are huge pieces of the success of this conference. Yeah, it's good to see because obviously it's uh, there's a lot of teams in this league that have won national championships and have been great in this league and and nationally. And it's it's, it's fun to see us being able to, to uphold our our part of the deal. Well, as you get ready for this causeway, you look at Sac State. You mentioned the Troy Taylor there; they're doing a good job. They're eight and two as well. What, what do they do? What are your eyes on when you're looking at Sac State this week? Yeah, everything. And I know it's not just coach speed. I mean, they're they're very well balanced. Andy Thompson, their DC, does a great job. They 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 play hard and fast. They're real sound. They're good on special teams. Got a good kicker, good returner. I mean, they're they're a solid football team. Do the things you got to do to win, and you've got to be able to go in and play clean football and make some plays yourself to, in order to have a chance to win. So, yeah, they're they're solid all the way across. And as you know, you guys, I mean, I would say nothing's one hundred percent, but it sure seems like both the programs are going to the playoffs when the selection show happens on Sunday. So there's a nice safety net for this week where the season likely isn't ending on Saturday. There's still dreams that are out in front of you. Um, that's really a good position for for both you guys to be in. Obviously, you both wants to win on Saturday, but knowing that likely there's more football after this weekend for you guys. Yeah, again, I, I know Troy's a lot like me. I mean, you don't tend to look about next week. We're going to try to take care of today. Today's Thursday and tomorrow's Friday, mm. and get take care of Saturday. So yeah, tomorrow's never guaranteed, and who knows what's going to happen there. And there's too many variables to to try to figure out. I mean, you hope you have an opportunity to get in there and and continue to play but you never know so we, we got to play for saturday absolutely well any any uh, fond memories for you like your favorite causeway dating back to a player uh it was always great uh i, I gotta be honest with you, my brother waited a year my brother played at sac state but he waited a year and then he played when i was done so i was always kind of looking forward to playing against him <laughs> in the causeway classic but that never happened so. oh man what were your what were your dreams of that just wanting to battle against him or beat him or what <laughs> Well, he was an offensive guy uh, as well, and so was I. But he was also a special teams guy, a pretty good returner. So, uh, uh, yeah, I was always looking forward to running down on special teams and trying to tackle him. So, Well, as you said, I know you try not to make any one week bigger than the other. So I don't know, it, does there have to be any kind of bigger speech by you or a player at all? Or is it just, hey, let's do what we do best? Yeah, no, you, nobody needs to remind anybody what this week's about. And you got to got to go play football. Absolutely. Well, Coach, we're really looking forward to the game. It's going to be heard here on Sports 1140. Best of luck. Best of luck after this weekend as well. And thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks a lot. Go Eggs. All right. That's UC Davis head football coach Dan Hawkins. So 
uh, he explained kind of what the rivalry means to him. And that's, that's what's so fun about this is, I mean, I've used my example. I went to UC Davis. I work for Sac State. I'm fully engrossed in the Hornet program. There's people that have crossover. Uh, there's a couple of players in the Hornets. Um, the Richardsons, their coach, of course, came in, coming from Folsom. And the two sons, Cooper and Caden, were at one point both at UC Davis. Now they're members of Sacramento State's football team and playing. Uh, Jake Dunaway, the quarterback, one of the two quarterbacks that Sacramento State plays, started his career at UC Davis. Now he's going to be playing a lot of reps tomorrow in the game as Sacramento State's quarterback. There is so much crossover. Those of you listening maybe have married into this rivalry, um, worked at a school or worked for someone else or worked for an Aggie, worked for a Hornet. Who knows? There's so many connections because these schools are so close together and so many people in our region. I think that's what also makes it so much fun. So, again, thanks to Coach Hawkins. Now let's check in with Coach Troy Taylor at Sacramento State. And, Coach, I'll start there as well about rivalries. You've been a part of them, whether we go back to your high school days, certainly your college playing days at Cal with Cal and Stanford. What would you say, kind of these rivalries and this rivalry, though you're relatively new to it, what does it mean to you? I would say, yeah, in high school we had Cordova Christian Brothers, which was the biggest rivalry. That was huge. And then Cal-Stanford, I think, is it's a different rivalry because I think both teams have a lot of respect, or both schools do, mm-hmm. for each other. And this one is kind of similar to that. And I think both teams and schools respect each other. Um, but uh, it's something I followed, obviously, as a kid. You always pay attention to the causeway. And now to be a part of it and have a meaningful game, is it's really cool. You have such a measured approach as a coach. When you went back to your playing days, did you get find yourself more amped up or try to calm those emotions in a game like this? Not really. It was the same for me. Yeah, I never looked at them any differently. You know, for, for me, it's always been they're all really, really important, and that's how still I treat them as a coach. It's not that this game isn't important. It's just all the other ones were really important too. So um, do we treat them all the same way? There's no value in getting more amped up for a game. People don't operate better under stress. They operate worse, I think. So we just try to keep everybody, everything the same. Is it important? Absolutely it's important, and it's really important to the community and both people that, people that went to school there or just watching the game that didn't go to school at either school. Um, but, uh, you know, changing your approach doesn't, doesn't benefit you at all. It hurts you, I think. If we look at your season, eight and two, uh, quite a journey. It's been um, it's been fun. It's been a fun ride. What is what gives you the most pleasure now that you're getting to your final regular season game? Just watching our guys grow and their confidence, and uh, and see them grow as as players and people, and 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 see that you know show itself out on the field. So we've become definitely a better team than we did in weeks one, two, three, and I think we're a better team than we were two weeks ago. So the key is, is uh, you know, if you can stay healthy to, to be a better team this week, and um, hopefully we're going to need that to beat these guys. When you looked at, just even for your personal uh, benefit as a coach and the coaching staff, when we talked week one, t- two quarterbacks, we're beyond past, it's worked. It's beyond worked. Has that even surprised you, just the – the concept that it's been this successful for you guys. Yeah, I mean, I can only think of a few teams uh, that it's been successful. I think Florida did it with was it uh, Chris was it Chris Leak and and uh, I don't know. Maybe Tebow, right? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyways, they were really successful mm-hmm. at doing it. I don't, you know, other than that, I don't remember. So I, I think in the back of my my head, I was like, uh, well, it really doesn't work for anybody. And then I I'm like, well, you know what? You got to kind of do what you feel and give it a shot. And as I've said, you know, at Nausea, these guys are different. They're just they're very unselfish guys and team players, and it's it's worked. Again, it's it's a credit to those guys, not to anything I'm doing or offensive doing. They're just uh, they make it work. 
And now does it just feel like second nature? I mean, it's what you guys do. Yeah, it does. You know, how, how we prepare, uh, it's kind of built to, for us to be able to do it because our ones and our twos in practice get this, on offense, get the same amount of reps. So it's, it's identical there. So they're always prepared to do everything. And, um, you know, obviously there's certain things that, um, each of them does a little bit better than the other one, but, um, yeah, it's more of a feel thing. There's no, no plan. Just, it's, it's kind of adjust more, more art than science. Mm. All right, let's talk about Davis. Obviously, a very good team, eight and two. They had a, have had a great season. When uh, you think about the Aggies, what what comes to mind? Well, they're very they're solid. They're very well coached. Uh, their guys are tough. They're prepared. They'll be ready to go. You know, Hawk is uh, he's a courageous guy. He's willing to try different things. So you got to be on your toes. Um, and we know it'll be a great game. It's going to take all four quarters. And um, they're a very good football team. Their record shows that. And uh, but we feel like we're a good team, too. Yeah, I, I love the way you coach, in a sense. And same with him. That you, You've told me before you never coach fear-based. If it's a fourth down you think you can get, you're going to yeah. go. I think he does the same thing. There's sometimes like, wow, I can't believe they're going for it. But it, it's, it, you know, you're looking at someone else that kind of coaches in the same way that you do. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's the only way to do it. I don't think it's good to go through your life being scared of things that could happen. I don't think that's a good way to live. So. Um, and your players, I think, sense that. So if you play that way, or if you coach that way, they're going to play that way. And their team definitely is courageous, and uh, you know they cut it loose, and that's that's a big part because of Hawk and his staff. I know you're not looking past this week by any means, but to know that the season isn't ending Saturday also is probably a reward in that that there's more football after this. Yeah, that's the whole goal is to be able to play more games with with this team. You know, we love being around each other. I'm really proud that our guys have great energy and practice. They're really having fun. They don't look tired or worn down. They look like they're ready to play. So, um, yeah, we're excited that we get to play. Uh, no matter what happens in this game, we got we got more football to play. I don't think I asked you this, but do you think that helps that you didn't play in the spring, that kind of have the the juice now still? I do. Yeah. I do think that. You know, I um, when I made the decision, I was, I was it was very clear to me. It wasn't really any gray area. I, I was really surprised that so many people were like, oh, yeah, we're playing. And to me it was like uh, pretty clear that it wasn't a good idea for us. Um, just because I was worried about um, not just injuries, just the uh, toll physically on your body and emotionally. It's a really physical game, and it's a lot of hard work. And athletes are used to um, having a rhythm of time off. You know, just like you do in work, there's certain times where you know you're going to get some recovery. And uh, when you take that away, you just don't know how it's going to affect your team. So I do think, I mean, I think when you look at the two teams that did not play, Montana State and us, mm-hmm. and we're both playing pretty well at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we still got another game to go and some more work to do, but I feel I feel great about our decision to, uh, to sit it out in spring. Well, I think Coach made some interesting points about, Coach Taylor, about not playing in the spring. That was their decision, a few other schools' decisions to not play. And they do look fresh. They do look like they're peaking. They do have some injuries, as does Davis. But it was an interesting case study on what was better. I I don't know that there's any foolproof one way, but he felt that was the best way for him and his program. And so I love it. I love that both of these teams are good. Both of these programs should stay very good. They have two good coaches and they're both 8-2. and two. I think they coach similarly, uh, where they're not afraid to go for fourth downs, run trick plays. Um, they just go for it, and I love it. I think it's really, really good football. And if you get a chance, uh, check out the games, uh, whether you can go there, listen on the radio, watch it on television. Uh, we will have it here on KHK tomorrow. Greg Wong and Doug Kelly will have the call. Scott's doing TV duties. But make sure you check it out. I mean, it's, it's really, really high-level football. 
And a lot of uh, high school students in this general area are now being recruited by these programs. There are going to be names you're going to continue to follow and see with these two very good programs now. And I think it's, it's absolutely a blast. So I love it. I hope you guys get as much out of it. And I know next week we'll talk about the results of the Causeway and the fact that both schools are going to have to watch the selection show on Sunday to see what their postseason fate is, where they're going. Are they hosting? Do they have a buy? Uh, it's fun. It's fun to watch that. Uh, that'll be on uh, ESPN2, I believe, over the weekend as well. All right, so we're almost done here. We will get you to game night again in a moment. By the way, I mentioned Scott Marsh. He'll be here in a few moments to uh, get that going with the high flyer Henry Turner. But to wrap up the week, let's get one last crossover from Carmichael Dave at J. Mars in the Morning Show. What's happening on the Carmichael Dave Show? Let's find out right now with the crossover. Do you believe it? Here's today's crossover. Crossover time. Jason Ross and everybody else, feel free. Jay, Chris, whoever else is there, uh, feel free to uh, participate. Since you asked the shower question, or more specifically the shampoo question, let me ask you a question about baths. Baths, something we all did as little kids. Baths, something uh, some people still do. But here's my thing. I hate baths. I think they're disgusting. And I want to know where you guys stand on baths. So it's a two-parter. Number one, as a rule. Where do you stand on baths? Let me be clear. I'm sure you don't take baths all the time, but do you enjoy a nice bath? And then number two, when was the last time you took a bath? Can you even remember? And then just kind of as a bonus Thanksgiving question, still any toys? If you do take a bath, if you're a bath person, you still got a a ducky, maybe a couple of cars, a G.I. Joe. Those who remember Eddie Murphy's uh, comedy routine. Hey, you know, whatever it may be. I apologize ahead of time to the afternoon show for you laying out to them what you do while taking a bath. I don't take baths. <laughs> okay. Of course. Of course. Dave followed up with that question. I don't know why I asked the question I did this morning. If you missed it, by the way, it was the shower question. I'd seen it on social media. Uh, when you're rinsing your hair, if you've shampooed your hair, and for me, it's basically my scalp, do you face the shower to rinse off or do you turn your back to the shower? I guess there's a way. I didn't realize it. I thought about it. I face the shower. That's what I do, but whatever. To each their own. On the bath question, though, Dave. Um, yes, yes. I can't believe you're not team bath. I don't do it that much. Um, I enjoy it. I've used it probably more like a hot tub, and the reason I'll say that, you asked when was the last time, I kind of go in bunches. I haven't had a bath in, a bath in forever, but I took one probably last, I think it was last week or two weeks ago, the first one in a couple of years. But generally, uh, I've, I don't know, I've had a little tweak with my back, a bad back, and I just thought, oh, you know what's going to feel good? To lay in a hot bath, like a hot tub is, I guess, what I'm explaining. But uh, filled it with bubbles. Yeah, it was a bubble bath. No toys, none of that. But um, I enjoy them. I don't take them as much as I probably would like to. There's obviously a, a speed element of a shower that you can just get in and get out, get cleaned, and, and move on. But if you have the time and... The wherewithal to do it, yeah, I'm I'm team bath. I can't believe you're not, but man, anyway, that's it for us. I hope you guys all have a, a great weekend. We look forward to Kings basketball coming your way next. It is the Kings and the Raptors, but game night is next first with Scott Marsh and the high flyer, Henry Turner. Until then, have a great night and a great weekend. We'll talk to you Monday right here on Sports 1140 KHTK.